with Gamescast for the week of May 27th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. How's it going? It is uh, indeed going, man. Um, what's been going on with you? It's uh, Doth Go. It looks like you've been playing a lot of Total War. That's what I've heard. I believe I checked on Steam. I was at 14 hours. Damn. Okay, so I'll go first because I didn't play shit this week. Perfect. Um, so... Let me uh, move a few things around here. Um, there we go. I had to reorder because we kind of had a slight like uh, change in schedule. Yeah. Um, but Pasty Pasta Man and I have been playing um, a good amount of City of Heroes, more specifically City of Villains. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are kind of trying to like roll up a group on the private server, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we ha- we've got a small like we have currently we have three people playing with us. Um, mm-hmm. and we have two others kind of working on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if you like. I know I mentioned it to you, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's free." Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's so. They, what it's just not like the the real servers are all dead by now, right? Oh yeah, they it closed down in like 2008. Yeah, so they're probably just like. Yeah, shit. You guys can fucking download it. Who gives a shit? It's free. It's not even them. Oh wow, they, they don't even own the. They don't even own anymore. It. No, I don't even know how this is going, but it's going. Wow, that's um, somebody just has yeah. a fucking ROM of it somewhere. Yep, and they have everything, which is impressive. Yep. All of the capes, all of the like stuff that you would have had to have purchased or created through the auction house, and that's the other impressive thing: the auction house is running. Damn. I can put like I post stuff on the auction house and people have bought it. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder how they get away with that. Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, yeah, um, Pacey and myself played the game back in two thousand four. Again, in like two thousand six, when uh, Villains came out, and that's when we really got into it. We we liked heroes mm-hmm. and we created a lot of heroes, but Villains was really where it was at. Yeah. Um, that was kind of unique created- at the time, like. Yeah, I mean, back in 2004, this was the best, uh, this was like the best character creator ever. Yeah. And it's still, nobody has really hit that level, you know? They haven't, they haven't, there's still so much here Mm. that it's still better than any other, like, character creator that I've ever, like, had the pleasure of playing with. Mm -hmm. Um, But we recreated our, uh, uh, you know, our old characters and... You know, we're running around Mercy Island and uh, Port Oaks and, you know, just kind of causing havoc. Trying to figure out... Um, I recreated my character. Like, down to the very last detail. Every mm-hmm. single thing is 100% the same. There's nothing different. I might have changed up the cape, but you didn't get a cape until level 20 back then anyway. Oh, okay. Um, so, and you had to make... So, I, I did update the cape, but that was about it. It's just um, to what you would have had anyways. Right. Um and uh, Pasty, he's been kind of playing with the characters a little bit. He was trying to find what what he really really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back in the day he was playing a tank. He's currently playing a tank again, but he's went more on the side of um attacking rather mm-hmm. than defending tank. Okay. Um, like a bruiser. Yeah, but yeah, everything's everything's here. Um, and it's uh yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. We um. Enlisted one of our other friends. He's been playing with us. He's playing a 
uh, a blaster, so he stands way back okay. and yeah, range shoots, damage shoots. Yeah, and I'm playing a necromancer, so I have other things fight for me, and I do light um, damage. Actually, I'm kind of more focused on um, uh, like support. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll buff my uh, minions as well. I have a, a small healing, and I can also res teammates now. That's cool. So when when they drop, that's right. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool, and there's a ton of options. Pretty much whatever you can think of. One of our friends was like, "I just want to kind of make Captain America," and I was like, "You can make fucking Captain America down to the T, mm-hmm. like shield throwing and all." That's, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so they did a start- uh, they did a good job of like shit that you can't do on like the the DC universe online games and stuff because it's like City of Heroes was not officially branded with anything, so yeah. like. You could just recreate any hero, and you weren't breaching copyright because obviously that hero didn't exist in this town before right. you made it them did, or whatever. Like they, they did protect themselves back in the day. I remember creating custom characters mm-hmm. and uh, like the character getting deleted because okay. it was in, in in like in breach or whatever. Like clearly that doesn't happen anymore now that it's no. I fully created Gambit yeah. and Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I should create Kenny. I should create Mysterion. <laughs> and Kiyun. Oh, That's funny. That'd be fun. Okay. I got some things that I want to do next. But I've created those characters. And it's really nice because, um, like, like, all of the moves aren't there 100%. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Gambit would obviously have kinetic energy. And he would have a, like, staff of some type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, main, um, his main melee weapon would be, like, a staff. And then he'd have, like, what, like card powers or something i don't know yeah it's it's that'd be, ultimately that'd be hard it's kinetic, to do it's kinetic energy and he just transfers the energy into cards right well i i have his main weapon his main power as um like bow staff and his secondary power is um it's kind of like i think flexibility mm-hmm. like so he can like flip around and do like okay cool stuff yeah um but when he starts to fight, I have an aura that pops up around him that's tarot cards that are flying around him. That makes a lot of sense. So I'm like, this, yeah. you, like, you can do pretty much, uh, like pretty much whatever, you, like, even down to what color do I want this specific power? Mm-hmm. Not across your whole power set. I want this power mm-hmm. to be this color, and you can change it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's super good. So. Yeah, we're looking to get uh, you know some more people in, and we're going to create a super group. You can also create a base, mm-hmm. um, like a hideout, and those are pretty cool. So, sure. doesn't look amazing. The game obviously is like two thousand four, two thousand six, mm-hmm. um, but it's still a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I mean it's it's um, it's kind of like one of those things like you know what more can you ask for? Like we did exactly what the technology was capable of at the time. This was NC Soft, right? Yeah. It so was, like, um, it was Cryptic. Cryptic, Cryptic. yeah. They were, I think they went on to become NC Soft, or it was published by NC or something. Pu- published by NC. Yeah. yeah, it's like uh, th- this is exactly what we were capable of at the time. We could not have and, done more. And they knocked it out of the park. And they yeah. ran the servers from 2004 until um, I think 2012, technically, mm-hmm. when it closed down. Interesting. Yeah, so it, it ran quite a long time, and they had some cool stuff that they did for, like, holiday events. Um, like, they had one whole story arc 
of an invasion of like almost like Kree, mm-hmm. uh, like Kree or Scroll type enemies. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool too. Huh. So, um, yeah, like you'd just be hanging out in an area, and a drop ship would come like overhead mm-hmm. and just start pouring enemies out of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, during Halloween they did trick or treat where you could knock on any building's door, mm-hmm. and it would either give you give you something. Or you would, uh, enemies would pour out of it. Yeah. And then even, I think around Christmas, Santa Claus would pop up in, like, the main areas, and he would just gift you something every day. That Probably hoe. 24 days. Yeah, That's they had some cool. great ideas. Um, I, and I'm, I'm really blown away that this hasn't, um, I would love to see their numbers. I would love to see how many concurrent players are. Like, what's going on right now with this new, yeah, like, weird version because or whatever? They were working on City of Titan, and I do know one of the sites that I went to to get this rolling um, was a, um, it said Titan Industries. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, like, if that's... Them? Like, if they have something to do with it, like, they couldn't finish the game, but hey, we have this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they weren't making, like, a remake or anything. They were making a whole new game. Yeah. With updated everything. Interesting. And... Yeah, I mean, this. I think this is something that could, you know, potentially be, uh, like a want for people. I, I, I mean, think yeah, if they looked at this, especially after in-game. I've always like, like always my issue with, with uh, MMOs, and I think the one that did it the best was Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the single player stuff, like. The multiplayer, the point of the multiplayer is dungeons, raids, um, big world events, things like that. I just wish that they had single player stuff better because I think a, like a lot of RPG fans don't get into MMOs because even though they both run on, you know, you have role playing like stat builds, ability, like class builds, all those things would appear to be the same, but they're really not. Like, right. They're, you know, it's it's a totally different style of game. And I, if they could merge those a little better, I think that's the real, like, ideal future of um, role-playing games. It's like, we oh, can cool. see that, you know, EA and many other companies have proven that role-playing is not going to stick around in the state that it's been in historically, right? Right. It's just not cost-effective. There would have to be major changes to the game industry, which are always entirely possible. But just from what we see right now, um, I don't really expect to continue to be seeing games like Dragon Age Origins. It's, there's never going to be another Dragon Age Origins, probably. Yeah, right? probably not. Um, the new Dragon Age, speaking of, something I'm extremely looking forward to, of course, um, mm-hmm. is going to have a big, you know, heavily focused on um, multiplayer aspect. So it's like, they could drop the thing that I want, which is, you know, it's it's got this dragony, it's got this uh, multiplayer stuff going on in the background. It's got this world that's affected by choices that many many players make, but in general, the the core of the game, or even just the beginning of the game, is, you know, single player or you know heavily story focused enough that a single player would still get enjoyment out of it. But uh, yeah, and we kind of have to was, wait and see what's going to happen. That was something that, you know, this game, for me, did a little, like, right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as much as uh, you know, as much as Pacey and I always played together, um, he he is kind of inconsistent when it comes to play playing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there were times that I would just play a lot by myself. Yeah, and I could get through a lot of this game by myself. Um, you know, if it wasn't that, it was you know like what kind of char- you know characters can I create and get rid of? There's so many powers to play through. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a game in itself. What awesome character can I create like visually? At least for me, what character can I create visually to match this power set that I want? Right. Or I want to try out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, these guys haven't even limited. Like back in the day, of course, we had to pay for this. We had to pay. It was like fifteen bucks a month. You had right. to buy the game. The game was uh, forty like, bucks at launch, probably like forty. Yeah, it was like yeah. forty or fifty bucks at launch. Yep. Um. So it it was that whole thing, but yeah, like, and then on top of that, you would get um x amount of characters that you could have at any given time. Mm-hmm. It was like ten, I think. Right. Yeah, that was 10. a way to like. <clears throat> save burden on the servers or whatever that every player could only possibly have a max of 10 or whatever right yeah <clears throat> so um here they're like do you want 100 hell yeah because who gives a shit at this point i mean yeah like one of the main differences in computing from 2002 or whatever until today is storage has become insanely cheap yeah um i mean now like that's the main driver of graphics getting better and better. We've been able to do really good graphics for a long time. I mean, you can go back and look at, you know, regardless of how you feel about quality or whatever, you can look at, like, you know, Star Wars Episode 1, 2, and 3. You can look at the Battle of Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings, where they're putting, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 units on screen at once, that the computer mm-hmm. is essentially creating all of those, right? Right. And relatively good quality. The, the problem was storage. So that that's really driven us to be able to have a lot more uh, high quality, high content. You know, it's it's all the fact that storage is cheaper. I mean, you fucking download Red Dead Redemption; it's like 150 gigs. So that's yeah, why, yeah. It, it, like, the storage is cheap. We don't really give a shit. I mean, you know, your your console has 500 gigs to, you know, a, a whatever a thousand gigs, I guess, is a terabyte. So like. That seems like not a lot, but you can just go plug in a fucking hard drive. But you can, you, you know, they sell like five terabyte hard drives now or bigger. So, yeah. you know, it's not really a big deal anymore. Even though, even, you know, console players, it might seem like it is. It's really not anymore. Yeah, for sure. Man, we got a lot of tangent out of this one. A lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. The, like there there are some some cool things going on with some yeah, of these sure. old games that aren't like that you might not be uh like I don't know it, it, it doesn't immediately come to mind when you think about like, like what, what kind of what horseshit do I want to get into today yeah yeah it's like what what do I want to play like I didn't think like I definitely didn't think like oh yeah mm-hmm. City of Heroes sounds fun right but <laughs> it definitely does so. I don't know. It's, it's weird. This is what I've been playing for the majority of the week, uh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I got into um, a little bit of Borderlands 2. A very little bit. Okay. Um, and we We're kinda, looking at... I got, uh... got, that off, got that cut off pretty early in the week because 
you know, we all started talking. It's like, let's do Borderlands 1, and then we'll cut into Borderlands 2 in preparation for 3, Hell like, yeah. as a group. Um, so that's something you guys can expect from us, um, like, following the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll remind you again at the end of the show if you're watching live. If not, you guys can go back and watch our uh, watch our highlights and um, all the shenanigans we got into. We'll have Pasty joining us and maybe Grim. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, um, so... Um, so, uh, yeah, well, me personally, the only other two things I have... I didn't play too much this week um, because I had family come to town this weekend. Yeah. Went to SeaWorld and did all that thing. Um, nice. But it was Thursday. Um, there was a... Uh, like a bar get-together with um, some of the guys from Kind of Funny Games. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went and hung out with those guys. Um, met some cool people and... Uh, you know, met Greg Miller. He told me to fuck off again for the second time. Got him. Um, which is cool. Uh, but then I reminded him that uh, I still hold a win over him at gaming. So excellent. Um, <laughs> you know, just putting that out there on the Got table. <clears throat> but that's all I've been up to. Pokemon Go a little bit here and there. Yeah. Not really too many mobile games. Um, Did you do uh, really Lapras Day or whatever on Saturday? I, I did a little bit, but I didn't find anything. Okay, I did not get a shiny Lapras, and Maybe. everybody else in my group did, so I'm not in love with that. That sucks. Yeah, yeah I didn't get a shiny Lapras. I, I do have two regular uh, Lapras that I okay. picked up. Yeah, but, that's exactly. I got three regular Laprases and no shiny. I'm like, really? Uh, SeaWorld was really fun, though. That's um, cool. I don't know if you've ever been there. I Absolutely not. I never expected to want to even go to SeaWorld. Yeah. Um, but they have um, this this meal pass that you can get. Mm-hmm. And it's like 35 bucks. And I expected 35 bucks, you can eat like maybe three times a day or two times a day, save a few bucks. No. You can eat a full meal mm-hmm. with a side and a drink mm-hmm. once an hour. Holy shit. All day, son. I'm just going to start going there for the meals, baby. I, I was like, I'm not even hungry. But yeah, give me the brisket combo. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you guys hungry? It's like, no, 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 no. Hey, we're going to go eat. Oh, I could eat. And there's no way they can control (laughs) that. They can't control if anyone's sharing this with you. Right. So keep that in mind. That makes sense. They they can't do that. So, uh, yeah, just one person has a. One person has a side. In the next hour, that, that person gets the full meal. In the next hour, they have a side. Yeah. The next hour, they have the full meal. <laughs> but the the caveat is they uh, it takes you an hour to get through line anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. We'll um, just eat and get right back in line. But it does. Uh, SeaWorld does have one of the better uh, water rides that I've ever rode in my entire life. And uh-huh. I've been to a lot of water parks. Did I they really just strap like your ass to an orca and set it loose? Yeah. No. Not after the, that orca killed that chick. So. Um, that's a fucking well, added benefit as far whole, as I'm concerned. Well, it is population control, and I agree. Right. Get rid of them. Um, but they, they start looking at legalities. Shit. Fucking, you know. of course. But, yeah, they have, they have this, uh, they had, two, like, two big water rides there. And, um, yeah, the one has, like, three pretty healthy-sized drops. Mm. Uh, I expected after the first drop it to just be, like, over. I'm like, yeah. well, that was fun. We waited in line for, you know... Four hours. 20 minutes for that little like that one drop and now my shoes are wet and I'm pissed uh-huh. but no they made it worthwhile so 
So that was pretty cool. Um, we didn't get to ride the other one. It was like a 70-minute wait. We're like, <laughs> fuck that. They're really? Um, especially in the Florida heat. It was like mm-hmm. close to 100 Damn. that day. Um, it was not great. It's um, not worth it, dog. And then we literally walked onto uh, one of the roller coasters. Kraken. Hmm. We walked right onto it. Five. It was a five-minute wait, and it took us five minutes to get all the way through the long-ass line that would usually have a ton of people in it. Yeah. But it was completely empty. It just took us forever to get all the way up there. There was one person. We had to wait for one trip of people to go through, and we were on the ride. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, and the ride didn't suck either. So it was huh. a pretty worthwhile ro- roller coaster if you're into it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got up to this week. What about you? I know you've been well, playing Total War, but what 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 else before we get into yeah, this? Yeah, so Total right War? before I fucking dive headfirst into that and break my neck, uh, mm-hmm. I really briefly got into Smite. Um, okay. They've been giving away a lot of stuff on like Twitch. There was like a starter pack and some extra skin packs and shit. Yeah. So um, Smite is available on all the consoles, and it's it controls really weirdly. Like you're playing a third person action game when you play Smite. So it's like League of Legends, but if you're scrolled way in and locked on your character, right? So yeah. I played it on console because I was like, okay, this could be something that I kind of get into. Maybe like just play a quick game of this every once in a while. And it's just, it's, you know, I've tried it several times. It's just not my thing. Like it's a, uh, I, I get it and I get why people would be interested in it. But I think it's like a lot of things like online games, it, it's like it's gotten really deep at this point they've added like many 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 characters um it's not quite as bad as league of legends but they have like you know 60 characters probably um there's like right. five roles that you're playing as all kinds of shit going on and i'm like yeah dog i got i've got my one of these you know what i mean right again kind of talking about uh mmos a lot of people get really into one yeah, right. yeah, like a lot of people were really into World of Warcraft, and they never tried anything else. I know people have gotten really into Final Fantasy. Uh, four, is it fourteen? Fourteen. Yeah, people have gotten really into fourteen, and they're like, they do 14. not play any other MMOs. Fourteen's good. It's okay. Uh, but right. so, but it's yeah. like this. This is not my one of these. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. And I've tried out a lot of this MOBA style because I was like, I mean, I was relatively early on getting into like League of Legends. Um. So it's kind of like, it kind of comes as a surprise to me that I'm not into other games of the same style, but I guess it sort of makes sense. Like, I like all RPG games. I get into a bunch of different types of RPG, but I only like one MOBA. That's weird, right? That's a little weird. Like, I... But that's the style of game. Like, you're supposed to just get into one. You're not... I mean, if you're a little interested in five different MOBAs, you're going to be terrible in all of them. Yeah, because they're completely different. You know what I mean. You're gonna find one that you like better than the rest. Right. But if you like one and you don't like that any other thing of that style, I do think that's a little odd. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I did um, get into Heroes of the Storm a little bit when that first came out, but. I mean, if I had to pick one, it would have been Heroes of the Storm. But I generally don't like any of them. Yeah. It's an acquired taste, and again, like and the only I've reason tried. I would have liked. Uh, Heroes of the Storm is because I got in as it was coming, before it came out. You know what I mean? Right. I've been on the, uh, you know, if you work at GameStop, you get into a lot of alpha and beta programs because they just, they want all the employees in on that shit. So they give you codes. 
And once yeah. you get a code once, you're on their alpha list forever for that company. Yep. So, you know, I played a lot of early. Not to be bragging, because usually it fucking sucks and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, tried out Smite. I had like 100 skins that I had been given for free. Just not my thing. Yeah, I, it, you know, same for me. I've tried so many of them, and none of them really did it for me. Yeah. Uh, like, just knowing which one, uh, you know, knowing the characters from Heroes of the Storm, that was the, yep. I guess, the big perk. But I, I, I didn't, I, I like, I didn't like Smite. I didn't, there was one that was out on PlayStation for a while, too. Yeah, you're talking um, about the one from uh, Epic? Yeah. It had, like, a dude who was a dual gunslinger. Sure. Um, yeah, I... They all do. <laughs> character that I remember. Yeah. Um, like, and I can't really consider Overwatch. It, it has... It's not really... It's different. Way. Yeah, it's a different it's, game. It's, it's more of a, a shooter. Like, it, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it really has. Only MOBA tendency that it has. Is, well, it's, it's like, like... It's a lot closer to Team Fortress 2 than it is to... Or something. Right. Right. Which is uh, nobody would say Team Fortress is a MOBA, so yeah, not even a little. It's a but the, yeah, so I mean, I'll just dive right into the fucking meat and biscuits over here. Uh, so Total War Three Kingdoms. Uh, I've played a lot of Total War games, as everyone who's probably annoyed by me talking about it knows. And I mean, the, this one, in my opinion, uh, we're watching the I guess IGN review video. Um, so it's, I mean, it's just to show off some of the graphics cause I don't record myself playing cause it'd be embarrassing for me, but, um, it, it's everything that's good about total war and they fixed all the problems that have existed in the past. Like there's, I was just talking before the show, I was talking about some bugs and stuff that I've been running into and some weird, like little intricacies of how the game plays that I'm still nailing down. But it's it's really good. I mean the the politics are a lot more sophisticated than they have been in the past. Um, one of the main issues with Total War games, and it's one reason why the Paradox games, uh, you know, being like Crusader Kings, Europa Universalis, Hearts of Iron, one reason those are so popular is that the way that they manage the like leadership, your court of your faction that you're playing as, like historically speaking, if you look at Total War games. You're playing as, you know, some some important uh, particular character or whatever. Right. But really, you're just playing as some kind of god creature that controls his group's actions, right? Like, yeah. you, you're not actually... Like, you personally, the player, are not, uh, you know, like Emperor Karl France of the human empire in um, uh, Total War Warhammer 1, right? Like, there are politics that exist, and you can team up with formerly um, imperial states a lot easier than other groups, and, you know, XYZ. There's all these things that are built in like that. But uh, in this game, the, the politics are a lot more real. There's, like, individually named characters. So here we're looking at, uh, what, Guan Yu, Zhang Fang, and uh, the main character here is uh, Liu Bei. So, like, in Liu Bei has people that are just his enemies. They just don't like Liu Bei. They don't want to work with him. Most of them are, like, hardline rebels because Liu Bei is sort of a... He wants to, like, reunite 
the empire and like try to bring like a just dynasty back into power basically um mm-hmm. and like you have your two allies that are with you or you know that builds up as the game goes on so um i mean they've sort of redesigned how armies build because uh generals will bring their uh, particular retinue with them in combat um so that's interesting how they've kind of altered the armies to be a little more interesting um as you can see in the, like, one of the things here is that a ton of people dislike, uh, like, like you'll have people in your kingdom that specifically dislike you as the king. And it's like, well, we just have to, like, deal with this guy. <laughs> like, he hates me. He wants to kill me. But, like, we're just gonna have to, like, this dude is my best chancellor. I need him in this role. My people need him. We're just gonna have to deal with it. Like, despite the fact that this dude wants to kill me. <laughs> So gameplay, are we talking like? It looks like they're like it's kind of an action game. Uh, yeah, it's got two parts. Um, so this is the traditional Total War thing. There is a campaign map, and then uh-huh. so like when you're zoomed in ish, you kind of see these lovely you know this terrain. It's kind of almost got like a sort of like a artistic twist on it. It's not going for a full realism or anything. Um, is if you zoom way out, you can see this kind of faction overview, uh, where you know things are colored based on different choices you make. So you can see like outlines of different people's empires. You can uh, change the coloring by their opinion of you, which is really useful for like finding uh, people that could be allies but are not allies yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or like people who might want to join your confederations or something like that. Um, and then there's the separate mode that when there are particularly important battles, like most of the time you can say, um, like you'll walk your, like your leader with, um, you know, 30 soldiers that are all here to whip ass and you're like completely stacked army and you're completely powerful and you go up against an enemy that has one general and two platoons. He has no hope of winning. Like, there's nothing he could ever do. There's no tactical decision that would make him win. So you can just delegate the match. You can just be like, okay, I'm, I don't want to have to go into a loading screen for 10 minutes to fucking kill this guy because it's going to take two seconds. So you just click like, it's basically like an autocomplete. And it just, okay. it does the battle. The AI does some calculations in the background and they decide how much you fuck up the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you get into, basically this is how I use it, when you get into a, a match that's a really important fight that you can't back down from, you have to do this fight, um, you'll go into, like, load and actually go into this kind of tactical, real-time military sim where you're, yeah, like, charging yeah, lines of people. Right. There's, like, I mean, this is where the game looks the best, right? It looks amazing in these matches. And in fact, you can kind of see computers will start to stutter when you have certain numbers of people on the field. Yeah. It's hard for the engine to manage it, which is funny because, I mean, this is fucking, you know, I'm pretty sure IGN has a pretty good gaming computer laying around, right? You'd hope so, yeah. So, like, <laughs> they're, you know, they're, it, it's the game itself. It just can't render all this stuff. It's not their computer. So... Uh, but yeah, you'll get into these big tactical matches where there's, like, rock, paper, scissors combat where... You know, spears are good against mounted horsemen. If you have shields on your units, then they can uh, survive archery better. Um, archers run out of arrows. So you can see some of the archers in this in this graphic. 
they'll have a little arrow icon and it's either yellow or red and there's like a bar underneath they have a number of arrows they have a limited number of arrows they can shoot in the combat and the game simulates that for every individual archer unit not for each individual person in that group but for each group they have a total number of arrows yeah like your collective number of arrows across everyone right so um you know this guy has three archer units each one of those has its own separately tracked number of arrows so uh, you can also have your heroes initiate duels, and that's what we, we've seen several of those where these generals are starting these big matches. And then when you take an enemy out, like if you start a duel between two generals, the soldiers will like clear space for them to fight. Mm-hmm. So they'll like make a circle around them, and then the soldiers will continue to fight around in that circle. And then if your character like wins or loses, I guess, either way, when one of the people wins the duel, it does a huge morale damage to the other side because they just watch their their general get cut in half. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff. They've really increased... Wow, that's a fucking bummer. Um, they've really increased the tactical... Uh, like, the way that the game works is really cool because unlike Warhammer, which you have, like, fucking dragons and, like, zombie trolls and shit running around, this mm-hmm. is all, like, Chinese soldiers, basically. So... Um, it's, it's a little bit less like, oh, they're running a squad of like super vampires into my fucking, you know, whatever my like Pegasus Knights. How is this going to match up? It's kind of hard to, you have to look at every individual unit and be like, oh yeah. Okay. These guys are good against mounted enemies. And sometimes mounted counts as, uh, like trolls. And sometimes it doesn't like this game's a lot more obvious. So you just sort of know a lot better what you're doing. Um, which is always useful uh and then the over map like i said the politics between uh organizations is a lot more interesting i played um basically the game recommends that you play you start playing as a south south who was like known as this legendary military commander um you know he uh there's a lot of detail there like he was historically speaking he was the winner of the War of the Three Kingdoms. Um, him and another kingdom, basically, he was able to convince them to unify. He would go on to die, and his son continued. And then the two kingdoms that were left, that was led by his son and their allies, would eventually go on to absorb the the, the other one, and they would unify into a new China, and their empire lasted, I don't know, a couple hundred years or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um you know, I played a game as him and I'm uh, like just learning. So I got to a certain point where it's like I had made mistakes in the past and they were just stacking up on me and there's nothing I could do about it. Um, so I, I like abdicated and allowed, uh, of my two main enemies, I chose the one that I liked more and I gave all my, my resources to them so they could win. Um, just to like, I just wanted to reach an end state and move on so I could try something with my full knowledge of how the game works. Right. Um, but that was, it's really good. I mean, some of the like political shit that can happen, like as you advance in the game, so as you gain territory and gain allies, um, you'll advance through various titles. So you'll start out as just a Lord and then you become, I believe a second marquee. They showed the graph somewhere and then you become a marquee. Then you become a Duke. Then you become a King. And when you hit King, which you can do accidentally, like, I was just rounding out my province. So there was like one territory I was at war with this dude. I wanted to take this province so I could control every every city in the province, basically. And mm-hmm. I took that one and it was like, you've just declared yourself king. 
And I'm like, uh, I don't think I did that. And then all my, I was in this big coalition for like half the game. And we were easily the most powerful force on the map. All of a sudden, both of my coalition partners kick my ass out. I'm like, fuck. And then uh, they both turn against me. And then there's a third person who becomes, uh, when you become a king and you declare yourself a king, the other two most powerful units on the map will declare that they're going to be king as well. So then the three kings, i.e. the three kingdoms, will all battle. And then eventually, once you get powerful enough, you'll declare that you're going to be the next emperor. And then other people will declare that they're going to be the next emperor. And it basically, like, the game... all over again. Right. The game, like, forces you to constantly reevaluate your alliances. Um, it'll, it'll, like... It alters your relationships every time you change your level of, like, how powerful you are. Yeah, so you're kind of using the other people for the time being. You know, right, and, like, they're not there's... Gonna stick around. Yeah, there's people that you'll want to stick with as long as possible because, obviously, your relationship's growing that whole time. So, like... The other, the other person who declared themselves king, who I ultimately, like, I supported their claim instead of my own to, in order to, like, end my own game. Right. Um, that person, despite the fact that we were enemies and at war, uh, our relationship was, like, plus 162. Like, we loved each other. We were best friends. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, you know, you, at a certain point, it's politics, like... The way that things are shaping up right now, I am one of the most one of the three most dominant powers in the game. Right. I believe that I have to become emperor. And it doesn't matter that you're friends with this guy. Like either yeah. he has to submit to you or you have to submit to him. That's just how it's going to go. So, it's really interesting how you can end up in some of these weird situations and weird relationships late game. Um the the politics level like i said it's it's the best i've ever seen in a total war game i've been playing these for uh you know several of the last iterations i haven't played every single total war game because typically every two is the rule so like every other total war game that comes out is either doesn't really add anything or it kind of sucks yeah um so this one gives me a ton of hope because this is like they're continuing to be in the series for the long haul um they're doing new stuff which is always good to see um, and we can kind of expect, um, in future games, they're going to try to use these politics. Like the three kingdoms era is a really good place to do this because that is a time when politics were super important and a lot of really weird conflicting shit was happening every few years. Yeah. Um, so I'd be really excited to see this in total war, Warhammer three, which we know is coming. I'd be I would really hope that they can put this to use in a Total War Game of Thrones, which would completely blow my fucking mind. I think it's time. <clears throat> so, what would you recommend between this and the Warhammer? Um, like, uh, I mean, if you just had to pick one up today and just, yeah. you know, pay cash, I would say this one. Um, Warhammer's really good. It's really interesting. Every race plays completely differently. Um, I mean, what would you say for someone who's brand new, though? Someone this. who's never played any of these. You'd say, say this, this one over yeah. Warhammer? Yeah. Is it because... Uh, this is a like lot a lot more... It's a, a better onboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It makes more sense. So, like, in Warhammer, you don't have to know Warhammer very well. But I feel like I'm at a massive disadvantage when I'm playing the Warhammer game because I don't know the Warhammer lore. So, like... Right. Um, so, it, for example, in Warhammer, um, like... 
if you're so let's say you want to play as the vampire counts because you're not a fucking dork and they're cool as hell um yeah the vampire counts you know they can raise basically the way that they build their army is they raise undead who would have fucking guessed um they are able to um like you don't have to feed your undead right because they're not eating turns out they're a fucking skeleton so you don't really have to worry about food like the things you do are you increase vampiric corruption to try to like taint other people's lands so that you can occupy them once they're tainted enough uh i love saying taint taint um if you play as a human uh i mean there's three or four different human empires or different human groups you can play as in warhammer and each of the human groups plays differently so it's like it's very complex um in warhammer you're really gonna have to specialize like i recommend and in fact the game recommends just play as the dwarves for like two or three games because they're relatively simple uh they don't do anything wacky they have a little mix of what everybody else in the game does um and they don't have any insanely weird complex rules right right um in this game so i've played as two characters uh or two different factions they're called so uh the first like i said the first one i played as was south sao who is historically the winner um his ability is that he gains influence uh i believe it's it's called like credibility or something different because you know they didn't want to reuse terms but he he gains some this stat that he can use to convince other nations to like change their opinion so um he can like contact let's say the the remnants of the empire the han empire he can say hey i think you guys should have a positive a, a more positive opinion about me or my coalition partners so he can just spend his credibility to cause that to happen like somebody that might be just about to declare war on you you can go make them like you instead or you can spend a ton of credibility points and cause people to go to war with each other like you basically just pick up your fucking cell phone and you call your buddy and you're like Yo, I heard this dude said your mama's a fat whore. Whore. And then that dude's like, what the fuck? And then they start a war that wasn't going to be started otherwise, right? right? So you can kind of manipulate people. And in fact, that's what South Sao did in real life. And in the, the books, the uh, sort of historical fantasy uh, romance of the Three Kingdoms is obviously not real, but, you know, based on real facts. Um, you know, this basically what he did was he just instigated shit. He was a shit starter. And so, little little side note, yeah. fun fact for the day, he also created the first your mama joke. Yeah, in that moment, and everybody was like, "What? God damn! He burned him to the ground, and that was the first burn." Yep, that was also the first time somebody raised the city with words alone. Yeah. Um, so then we Look also uh, the other person I played as was uh, Lu Bei, who historically was kind of tough to track exactly what he did because he was not like a landed noble. Um, he was a official of the han empire that when it collapsed he tried to reunify the remaining uh like loyalists to try to Uh bring the empire back basically but like a legitimate empire uh, rather than what was currently kind of a fucked up illegitimate empire so playing as him he gets unity points and you can spend unity points to um automatically absorb uh, weaker empires like rather than have them confederate with you you just walk up to them and you are basically able to convince their people to join you rather than convincing their lord to join you right right um 
and then you can also use that if you run into a former or you know current Han Empire cities, you can just immediately annex them rather than having a battle. So you don't have to kill a bunch of people. Because um, basically you walk up and you're like, I'm the new legitimate emperor. I'm reuniting the empire. I'm not here to depose the emperor. I'm not going to assassinate any kids. I'm bringing his empire back under control so I can hand it over to the rightful emperor. And the people are like, okay, you're in. So, um, you know, two, I mean, they're different, but they're not like one has to worry about food and one has to worry about money. You know what I mean? Like, um, the differences that you'll run into in that regard are based on what territory you have. You can design your territory however you want. There's a story that you can play through in the game. Um, just a lot. I mean, it's, it's a lot less complex to get into. Obviously there's still a lot going on. There's like. I don't know. There's like 30 factions, maybe. Um, and in those 30 factions, they, they cover like 70 or 80 territories, maybe something like that. So it's still right. a huge game. I mean, you're talking about all of China, which is, you know, one of the largest countries in the world. Uh, you know, considering the fact that Alaska's bullshit because it's mostly unused territory, right? Canada's bullshit. Russia's bullshit. Um, China's like the largest actually used country. <laughs> so it's fucking yeah. massive. And like in, in real life, there were censuses around the times of this period. This uh, is like a 60 or 80 year period of war, basically. Um, the Three Kingdoms periods is from like, I don't know, 150 to like uh, 220 or something like that. I mean, very early. And... Um, in real life, the population went from about 55 million to about 15 million by the end of this period. I mean, they com their entire fucking country was completely annihilated. So, it, it really is a crazy time period. It's relatively historically accurate. Like, historically realistic things will occur in the game just because it's the correct tactical choice. So, it turns out these dudes were actually pretty smart. <laughs> um... It's very interesting. I mean, uh, I would I would definitely recommend this one. I think it's easier to kind of mentally grasp what's happening in this game. Mm -hmm. I think that's the main thing about it. Like, um, Total War is kind of hard to get. Total War visually is really cool and really fun because you go into a battle where you have, you know, you have maybe 50 uh, Imperial Spearmen, 50 Imperial Horsemen, and a uh, fucking Gold Dragon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... There's just, like, crazy yeah. cool shit going on in the background. And, uh... That's... It's it's really visually interesting. It's tactically... It's really engaging because you have to constantly figure out new shit and, like, weird stuff that's going on. Like, oh, I don't need farms. So when I conquer human lands, like, I don't really need to take their cities. And it, in fact, like, you're incapable of living in dwarven cities because it's just not designed for humans to live in. So you just can't, Right. So, uh, there's a lot of really cool little stuff it does like that. Um, but I would recommend Three Kingdoms to anybody. I mean, sure. This this uh, it's it's getting really close to the perfect strategy game. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's really quite good. there. I think the perfect strategy game is Total War Game of Thrones. You think that? Yeah. And it, they, they have they to just... be working on that. I mean, yeah. I would I would pay anything for that license and literally just put it on this game and put a new skin on it and it's good to go. It's uh, okay. it's it's really close to being the ideal version of Total War. All right. 
Nice. I'm extremely into um, it. Do they have a roadmap of anything else that they're doing, or is this uh, kind they of... do? I mean, these are guys that support their games for. It, they're not quite as bad as Paradox, who like is still releasing DLC this year for a game that came out in 2011. Um, I'll, I'll look up a roadmap and I'll drop it in so we can mention that later. I know they are looking at more content. The first thing they did was, um, in real life, this period was inspired by the Yellow Turban Rebellion, which was sort of like the original Communist Rebellion, I guess. I don't know. They were not trying to install a new king or something, right? They were trying to like eliminate the nobility class. So I don't really know what you call that at that time period because... You know, they weren't, they didn't have like a distinct leader. They had leaders of the rebellion, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, just... yeah. So you can, so like I said, they have that. Um, I'm looking at the thing right now. Let's see what we have. This site sucks. Um, <laughs> we don't know yet. Okay. But they're certainly doing more. Yeah, I mean, that's good, as long as they do have plans to move forward, because it sounds like this game's um, doing incredibly well. There's a few It's know, their flaws, best one yet. Profess- uh, you know, per- um, performance issues aside, mm. I mean, you know, they can work on that and try to, like, optimize it to make sure that, you know, at least this computer or better should be able to... Um, yeah, I mean, if you play it on, like, you know, very shit-level graphics... Like, mine is just, you know, typically they, I mean, every computer game now automatically checks your setup and tries to come up with whatever. It automatically set mine to Ultra, and I'm probably going to scale that back a little bit because it just takes a little too long to load on certain things. Um, These tactical battles, especially if you're going into, like, a city battle or a boat battle, it takes for fucking ever for it to load. I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, it's like five, six, seven, eight, and then it loads. It's unacceptable. Um, I think I'm going to, I have this right now on my... Uh, secondary hard drive that I put all my games on which is a, a typical mm-hmm. you know disc platter hard drive I think yeah. I'm going to uninstall it and put it on my solid state that'll make it run well uh, but this is a big boy Yeah. so it's it's no uh, Red to, Dead but it's pretty large I try to install most of my like main tier stuff like I don't have usually a ton of games on. well really I mean it's, it's mainly for things that have to load right, it's, right it just speeds right. up the load a lot so. Right. So so most of any game that I play, I put in the solid state. Yeah. Like Unreal Engine, I put that in solid state. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, like ev- like most of the other stuff, I just kind of like any document store, just so I kind of partition partition mm-hmm. mine. So. Okay. So uh, here's what I got. Um, Post launch plans. Uh, there's not really any graphics here, so I'll just read it off. Um, they said they're doing a slightly different approach to DLC for Three Kingdoms based on other opportunities that the Romance of the Three Kingdoms provide and feedback they've gotten in the past. They're adding what we're calling, quote, chapter packs rather than typically they do a big campaign pack that has like a whole new like factions and new types of units that behave differently. And then they'll have little, um, what do they call it, a uh, culture pack, which is like one new playable character. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chapter packs they said are somewhere in between those two. So they're like medium-sized add-ons. Um, we'll be creating new start positions that reflect notable events in the romance novels. Um, they're adding a cast of new and familiar characters, features, and objectives. So it's kind of like new story segments that they're planning on adding in. Um, they'll be at a different point in their life and likely to have different sets of needs and desires at the stage of the journey. And, in terms of size, you can expect a chapter pack to be between a culture pack and a campaign pack. 
There will be serious clutch of new playable factions, a raft of new mechanics to get to grips in each, and you'll be playing across all of China. Our hope is eventually when you start a fresh campaign, you'll decide where in the epic tale of the Three Kingdoms you want to dive in. So they'll add like new time periods you, where you can start rather than the traditional start. Um, exciting scenarios and challenges, blah, blah, blah. They are adding in modding, um, which they always do in Total War games. And uh, they said they're going to be... Um, you know, they said we had to delay the game for a couple months to add a further level of polish and incorporate more feedback. Um, right now we're in a great place and we're really happy with how it is. No matter what we might think, as soon as the game launches, we're going to have some problems that we need to act on fast. We're going to be uh, continuing to do all the urgent updates is going to be the first thing they do. So They have not announced yeah, anything specific, but they're doing the obvious stuff that you would expect. Right, right. Cool. All right. You have anything else you want to add on this? Uh it's good. Before we move on? It's really good. It's going to take a lot of time, though. Like, again, the main issue with all these games is that when you start a new game, if you plan on playing through to the end game, even if you, like, give up early like I did, because it's like, right. okay, I get it, I'm going to restart, but I want to, like, I don't want to restart. Uh, like, I want to have a real finish to my game here. Right, right. Um, Like, that was 10 hours. <laughs> so... Uh, if you play through the entire full campaign, it's probably going to be 15 to 20 for a single game. So this thing takes a wow. lot of time. So I'm a bitch. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, if we don't have anything else, why don't we just go ahead and jump into uh, the games releasing. So these are the games that will be releasing uh, before we have E3 week. Um, yes. I don't think that we're going to have a mess of games releasing E3 week. I think we'll have a few like cool surprise games here and there, but I don't think... Uh, I'm not expecting anything like Big Dog to release. Uh, right, right. You know, during that week. Um, so why don't we jump into those? These are the games releasing May 27th to June 2nd. First off, you guys get the chance, head on over to facebook.com backslash... Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff over there. Follow us. Get in a few yucks. Uh, and, uh, you know, in, you know, as in laughs and Ew, that's disgusting. Yep. Um, Little and bit uh, get out. Don't stay too long, to be honest, if I could be real with you. I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, I would just, this is something like, it's kind of like when you're eating like, like chocolate and you're like, ooh, that's too much. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Just get in there, get what you need, and get out. Exactly. Um, as well, follow us on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, do junk just like this. And again, I've been a little more active over there, posting some stuff that we are not posting over on Facebook. Um, so, uh, you know, go check it out and see what we've got going on, what we're up to. For sure. All right. First game... Uh, first game is uh, Tuesday, May 28th. First two games, uh, May 28th. Do you want to take the first one? Sure. So uh, it is called Blood and Truth. It's a PSVR game from uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment London Studio. Sure. Um, they did release, uh, if you got the PlayStation VR Worlds demo disc or the downloaded mm -hmm. uh, demo, um, there's a little piece that this is basically a fleshed out version of. Um, so it is a... Obviously, first-person shooter. Um, you're kind of navigating a sort of war-torn area. Um, it looks like you are doing, like... The game... The movement is not, like, teleporting. It is 
you set a waypoint and your character will walk over to that point and you're moving in real time. So that to me says immediately barfing everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it's risky to do that. Definitely risky, I, but the game looks, I mean, graphically speaking, it looks amazing. I appreciate people trying to do that though. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's something that we just haven't like, the, like usually see the thrown token. You know, they throw the token on the ground where you want. To yeah, and then they wander over to it. Yeah, or it yeah, teleports it, it, over to it. I should say. Yeah, or it like does like a weird jump. Oh, this is kind of similar to that, right? Yeah. Um, kind it looks of. Like you're I mean, setting a waypoint. Yeah, he sets a waypoint. They kind of slowly, or I mean, normal speed, I guess, walk over to it. Yeah. Um, I wonder. Is, is I wonder if you can run though. I wonder if you can. Like, there's a button you need to press. Yeah, maybe if you tap it twice or something, they do that a lot in games. I don't know. Seems interesting cool. though. I, I mean. Depending, I might want to check this out in the future. It's yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah. Um, like I really like their tutorial style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny when he's just tossing the ammo chunks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in the live stream, this guy's playing, and uh, he went to go grab the handle of the door, but he grabbed a, a, a magazine balls. for a nine mil, uh, and. He accidentally grabbed it and he just threw it aside and he went to go grab again and missed and he just kept grabbing these, you know, the, the magazines for the guns, the gun that's strapped, you know, the magazines are strapped to his chest and he's just throwing them aside just yeah. rapidly, which is really good. Um, wow. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I haven't played much VR um, and it just seems, it seems so taxing, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. What, what, like, what, like, what do you think? I mean, you've played probably more VR than I have. The VR stuff's rough. I mean, <clears throat> especially, like, all the VR stuff I've done has been with the controller because I didn't buy the uh, little Move Globe controllers. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's with a typical controller. It's a lot less uh, physically taxing. And uh, I don't know if I could do the first-person wander around physical movement stuff. That seems like it'd fuck me up pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, Interesting so I mean, it looks... Th this game does look great, Blood and Truth. Um, mm. So if you guys get the chance, there's a whole PlayStation Underground um, video that you can check out. Uh, you know, showing off exactly what the game is, what it looks like to play, like kind of how the guy's moving, which I think is important. Yeah. I'm glad that they do that, just so you have that idea of mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to have to do to play this Yeah, game. a lot of this stuff, you know like, is very smart to demo because it's just kind of hard to understand exactly where they're coming from sometimes. Like, right. it, I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time how VR games are, like, notoriously hard to market. Like, they always just have a dude standing in a room with, like, shit moving around and he looks like he's high. Yeah. Well, he probably is. You know, probably is. It's cool, though. That's that's cool. Yeah. So, um, looks pretty cool. So, yeah, look, looks pretty good. Go check out that video. Um, so, next, let's get into something a little less interesting. Um... For the Switch, we have Little Friends, Dogs and Cats. Uh, this, coming from ya boys over at Sold Out, mm -hmm. is basically Nintendo Dogs and Cats. Um, you can, you know, basically the de like the description is you can have uh, like up to three pets. You can kind of customize the pet, the area that you're in. Um, kind of watch them grow a little bit and it's basically like 
for parents who like want their kids to have an animal and they don't want to have to take it out to poop all the time. Yeah, it's um, like a kind of like a poor man's Nintendo's. Yeah, but well, it looks good though. It doesn't look bad. Yeah. Um, like graphically, the dogs don't look like too dogs and cats don't look too mechanical. Looks like there's a lot of mini games and training that is to be done. Um, but I look at this, and I'm like, why wouldn't you just play Pokemon? Yeah. Every time I see something that I, that's on a <coughs> Nintendo console, I it's would like, go, "Yo, dog, this would be great in Pokemon." <laughs> why wouldn't you just play Pokemon? I mean, you're even petting the cat and dog just like yeah. you do in Pokemon. Yeah. So you know, fair enough. Um, but yeah, some of the stuff that they kind of talked about, um, you can play with three pets at once, and you can own up to twelve. Um, you can figure out their personalities and their favorite foods. Um, as well, you, there's more than 600 accessories mm. for them. So that's kind of impressive. Um, the breeds available are uh, Toy Poodles, uh, Chihuahuas, Shivas, French Bulldogs, um, Retrievers, German Shepherds, Japanese Cats, American Shorthair, Hell and Scottish yeah. Fold. So that's what, uh, that's what it is if that is your bag or someone you know's bag. Cool. Not my bag. I wouldn't hold that bag. All right. Um, so we got one for Graham here coming up on Friday the 31st. Uh, yeah, Graham here. You listen up. From Nippon Ichi Software, Lapis X Labyrinth on PS4 and Switch. It is the most Japanese shit I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Um, so it's like a sort of, I guess, action RPG. Um, kind of a 2D platformer inspired thing going on. We did um, talk about this. I remember talking about okay. this. Okay. Yeah, you like stack characters. Yeah. Into like a little totem pole, basically. Yep. They're, they're kind of like stacked. They kind of stand on each other's heads. Um, and I have no idea exactly what that does. Uh, it just lets them all... I mean, I, I, ima- I imagine that they have like synergy with each other. So certain it, units will work better with others. Yeah. Um, you can you just use all of their various attacks combined. I mean, this is like part of the Japanese shit that like is very close to how you know they're really into um, like the uh, like gambling style games. Like Konami has just straight up said we're only making gambling games from now on. Yeah. Um, where they just like they put so much Fuck visual it. flair on the screen at once and so many numbers and so many like shinies and explosions and shit it it mm-hmm. really gives me that vibe yeah yeah i could not be less interested in this stack raid and get paid don't you <laughs> dare get laid um you definitely won't if you have this on your console <laughs> so hundreds of enemies they said sure uh that's something that's about all I said. well unique enemy models yeah like that's probably close to typical at this point yeah. i don't know uh, there is yeah, a future no story about uh, Nipponichi later. So, we'll get to that. Alright, we will get to that in a minute. And the last one we have, coming out Friday the 31st, PS4 and VR, from Squanch Games for your Squanch Tendo, mm. Trover Saves the Universe. Um, we've been yeah. talking about this one for a while, coming from your boy, uh, was it Justin Roiland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty. Um, it's about this. Uh, is it a guy? What is this thing? Uh, it's about Trover. Creature. And Trover has <laughs> yeah. He's he's like a little blob creature, 
that has he's not even a blob he's like a person but he looks like he's made out of play-doh yeah and it, his eyes that have little faces that have two eyes in the face yep so i i, I don't get it it's very rick and morty Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't bad. Uh, the, it, so you know it's probably going to be funny. And there's going to be some thought-provoking piece. Um, but God, the I eyes why, fuck me up. I wonder why they went. <laughs> wonder why they went VR. Yeah, it's it's playable, not VR as well. Right, right. But I wonder that they've really pushed the VR portion of that. Mm-hmm. Man, he can pop the eyes out, and I think they can go around and do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean this this could be something to check out. I'm really into like comedy games. Mm-hmm. Um, like South Park is something that I really want to hear about this year. I don't mm-hmm. want to see it come out this year or next year, but I want to hear about it this year. Um, and that was the funniest shit I probably ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this could give it a run for its money, just because of you know. The humor that they're pulling off so yeah um yeah you can go check that stuff out and uh you know see if that is for you definitely see if it is for you before just you know going in there maybe watch someone else play it i'm pretty sure there's some some gameplay uh hanging around somewhere so definitely mm-hmm. go check that out interesting all right so we do not have any missed games this week, but if you do know of a game that we missed this week, pardon me, hiccup, um, go head on over to Twitter, uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. Let us know what games we did miss, um, and we'll be sure to add them into next week's. Mm. Uh, we don't have anything this week, but we do have um, a demo. It is a um, kind of like a proof of concept demo so you want to take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. this will not be the best thing that you've played and i know they are still working at it um but uh rocket juice games has cre- is creating a game called neon tail it's very jet set radio if you haven't checked it out you just go right over to rocketjuicegames.com um and uh you know you can get all the links there right from the top you can see um, their itch.io game jolt and Google Drive that houses the games as well. Um, their Patreon, uh, you can go support these guys in hopes of getting this game. They do have a small, or, you know, quite a few videos actually, um, of what this game looks like, and it does have that like, you know, that very jet set look where everything's kind of uh, like it's definitely not real, but it has that. It's almost like matte character, and then the hair is kind of shiny. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, but what I really wanted to show off for this was uh, the game in action. Because it, it's just it's just cool. You can kind of grind on anything and everything. You, you know, try to work your way, you know, any direction that you want to go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have deliveries. Sometimes you have, like, a score to keep. It kind of just reminds me of, you know, a game that you would have played, uh, you know. That's extremely, like, late the, PS2. Back on the PS2. Yeah. And it, it's very simple. It, it's not, you know, like, we've been bogged down, I know, with, like, I feel like every big game is this, like, multi-level, like, craziness of things that you have to do. 
Mm-hmm. And this is just kind of a pure and simple game. Yeah. And I like that. You go to a person, you get a quest, you try to, you know, do the quest. And it really helps that the, you know, that the style is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as they deliver, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of, a little bit of comedy would be cool. But if that's yep. not there, I guess that's fine. But they could really lean into that and that would be fun. Um, but yeah, definitely go check these guys out. Uh, again, over at rocketjuicegames.com. Um, and, uh, you know, if you have a few bucks, toss them something over on Patreon. Yeah. Cool. Well, we go ahead and jump into the nudes. All right. So we got sent a lot of nudes this week. Please stop. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we have, I would estimate, approximately a 99.6% male viewer base that's sending in nudes. So it's all right. I mean, there's a few good ones in there, but I'm not loving it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a growing audience as well. There's certainly one that I kept and I'm going to start sending out. Yeah, so. So, first nude we got was from, uh, let's see. Was it uh, John? Jacob. Uh, Nate Nanzer. Uh, so, the, over, the current Overwatch League commissioner, Nate Nanzer, great name. Announced on Friday, he will be leaving Activision Blizzard and starting at Epic Games. Ooh. Good dokey. Um, um, so that's quite a change. I wonder... I'm Honestly, I'm so far outside of the competitive gaming scene that I didn't even know either of these existed. Yeah, uh, it's not <laughs> something that we both currently keep up with, currently. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I, no, I, I wonder what that means for him to, you know, jump ship. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the commissioner does. I know, I know, Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard, you know, Blizzard and Activision things have been a little tight mm-hmm. um, as of recent. Um, and Epic is doing incredibly well. Yeah. So I wonder if that's just him looking out for his future, going, yeah. Why don't we just go ahead and, uh, you know. Make the safe security jump. Yeah. Could be. Um, yeah, there's a whole statement and everything. I don't There's not yeah. really anything particularly juicy in there, unfortunately. Yeah. So that was over on ESPN. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we got some more news on CNET. We're doing all the official websites first before we get into fucking video game shit post27.net. Uh, from CNET.com, uh, Sony detailed a little bit of their um, PS5 VR plans, but the uh, crux of the story is that the new, um, you know, whatever the PSVR is that comes out on PS5 will not be there at launch. It'll be uh, added on later, kind of like what the PlayStation VR was on PS4. Sure. Um, they're going to try to go wireless. Yeah, I, I do know, yeah, that's something that the Oculus has been looking into and at, yeah. is um, that they have a model that is, um, it's a little heavier, but it is wireless, mm. and then they have uh, a single wire with a split cable, so it's limited wires, but it does not need um, the sensors anymore that you yeah. can set up, like maybe two in front of you and one behind you to triangulate. Um, you don't really need that anymore. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I, you know, I would like it to be, um, it, like, wireless would be nice, but I don't want it to have, and that's one of the problems with the wired versus wireless for the Oculus, is that they're running on, um, 
kind of like different uh, like stores and different mm. systems. Um, so you know everything that you would buy, you can probably get on both, but the the store is very different. Yeah. So I mean that's a little um, worrisome. I would hope they would use the you know of course same store for the next PSVR. Um, wireless would be nice. I, like do away with the sensor. You know if they're it, like if they were looking into the sensor route. You know don't do that. And definitely new controllers. Um, mm. Like I, I don't I don't really like the the PS uh, VR controllers the Move controllers. Yeah. Um, I haven't liked them for a long time. I mean, we've had them for since the PS3, so it's you know it is time. Yep. Cool. Why don't we keep up with uh, your Sony news? Uh, Sony did have Investor Relations Day 2019. Um, nice. There's some good was, details in here. It was some. There's some good details in here. So this is basically Sony telling its investors, "Hey, look, this is what we've got." This is everything that we're looking at. Um, so uh, PlayStation Network has over 96 million monthly active users. 90% of all PS4s have connected uh, in the last 12 months. Um, but it didn't really say as to what, so I imagine um, it would be to the network. Mm -hmm. um, I expect that number to be a little higher. but So maybe, it, I, I don't know. It's hard to say what that is. Um, PS4 users average 21 hours of uh, week, uh, 21 hours a week of usage in the 2018, uh, the year, the financial year. Um, mm -hmm. Average lifetime uh, of the, uh, yeah, average lifetime device spend uh, spend is over 700. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's weird. Um, average launch year lifetime device spend is 1600. Interesting. Um, Sony, Sony still believes in counts, uh, console generations, um, which is something that's been a little bit debated. Mm -hmm. Is like, are we going to move away from count, uh, like console generations? Like, Nintendo, I think, has moved away from the traditional. Like, they all used to release kind of at the same time, and Nintendo has kind of broke apart. And it's like, you know, when we want to do something new, we'll do something new. Um, and I wonder if that's what that's leaning toward or because it's not like Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo is going to stop making systems. Um, mm -hmm. So I wonder what they mean by still believes in. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting way to put that. Um, yeah. Backwards capability, capability is part of the next generation's plan. And not only is it part of the next generation plan, um, they're making sure that uh, integration is seamless with your uh, PS4 to your PS5. Um, you know, saying that if you grab a PS5 at launch, your PS4 friends and your PS4 friends don't, you'll still be able to enjoy some of your favorite online titles with them. Um, I imagine not all of them, they're going to have these titles. This is only on the PS5. If you want to play it here, this will not be on the PS4. They will need a PS5 to play it. Um, so, you know, but those things that will come out, like Call of Duty, that will come out on PS4 and PS5. Um, so, you, you know, you'll, you'll have that if that's, mm -hmm. you, you know, your kind of big thing. Um, uh, Sony wants to improve relationship with the third-party developers and publishers. 
Um, Next-gen hardware will support 8K th uh, 3D audio, SSD, ray tracing, and faster load times, which have been uh, on display several times, um, showing off like what load times look like, especially on something like Spider-Man, uh, where it's almost instantaneous. It's like one second. Yeah. Um, uh, PS4 will continue to play a vital role over the next three years. AAA exclusives will still release on the PS4, and there's still unannounced exclusives for the game um so or the system so that that's that's really good to kind of give us that timeline of how long we're looking that the ps4 will be um in play now that does not mean that the ps5 will also you know be in play um you know it could be uh it you know it could be out um next year yeah it but and then they plan on, you know, still making stuff for the PS4 two years into the PS5 being out. Mm -hmm. And maybe that longer integration is the smart way to go. You know, letting people kind of, like, uh, like wean themselves off of um, the PS4 and get into the PS5. You know, as their friends as their friends get it. You know, one friend gets it. Hey, I'm playing this over here. Cool, I can keep playing with you. Mm -hmm. Um he gets rid of his PS4, and then another friend, you know, kind of does the same thing. Has a smart move. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of a kind of a good thing, I think. Um, streaming yeah. will be a vital part of the next generation plan, and PlayStation Now has over seven hundred thousand subscribers, and over a hundred and seventy publishers support the service. Cool. Um, so they want to expand it to other devices. So uh, incoming new Sony handheld that they're not going to give any support to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both physical and digital sales are key for the next generation, of course. Remote Play has 5.6 million active uh, users. Uh, Sony is investing in their 13 current worldwide studios. They plan to expand via acquisition expansion of their current studios. Um, and they also want to develop games with post-launch revenue streams. Mm. Um, so do we all. So, do we all. Um, so, you know, that's just something. It, it was kind of nice to see, um, you know, some of the things, like, some of their plans. It's nice to see that they're listening and that backwards capability is going to be important for the next console. It's really mm. nice to see um, what this next-gen hardware is going to be able to do and also how long that they plan on uh, supporting the current uh hardware that's out right. um not only support but you know it's a vital role which means it's going to be important to them um you know even to the AAA releasing games uh across these next three years so mm -hmm. um some good information there there's um probably a pretty lengthy video you know, out there somewhere. I was. This comes from uh, Brotaku.net. Um, you know, these Sony investor highlights. Um, it also has a uh, uh, a Twitter link mm -hmm. to a video that you can watch. Yeah, that's um, the uh, PS Pro yeah, versus it's the, the next gen PS4 Pro versus the next gen console loading times with Spider Man. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, you can go, you know, check all that out. If uh, yep. you know, if that's your jam. All right. So speaking of Twitter news, um, we're gonna just dive right into a bitch. 
Uh, so we've heard about the Call of Duty sort of shakeup of the developers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the next mm-hmm. Call of Duty game coming out in 2019 is titled Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Period. That's it. That's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> so how the fuck is anybody supposed to keep the shit straight at this point? Mm. You're not. <laughs> Let me think here. Yeah. Maybe if they spell warfare wrong on accident. War fart. Uh, yeah, the first one was called Call of Duty welfare? 4 colon Modern Welfare. Yeah. Call of Duty war, uh, Welfare is just a fucking dude <laughs> crying at the unemployment office. <laughs> that got a little too real. Yeah. So sorry. God damn. Oh, bloody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So somebody said this is a soft reboot, and then another person commented, flaccid reboot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Funny. Extremely dumb. All right, we can roll right out of that one. Uh, I so do like, no, hold on. We, I want to show the Tell me some reboot. good, uh, yeah, flaccid at reboot. Ma- at Mario Fan <laughs> 1981. Go give Thank him you. a follow. Thank you, sir, uh, for your service on yeah. today, this Memorial Day. We appreciate what you've done for us. Never forget. Uh, so here's that Nipponichi story. Um, yeah. They are not able to pay their employees this week. <laughs> Um, so the company behind games like Disgaea, Phantom Brave, Labyrinth of Refrain, and of course the new uh, Labia Labyrinth or whatever the fuck we said, um, <laughs> they're reportedly unable to pay their employees after a recent Disgaea uh, online game f- basically failed. Um, yeah. So this new report might be the first steps of the end of the company. Uh, the news comes from Japanese site Havi. Uh, which reports that Nippon Ichi has to issue an MS warrant to shift stock at a reduced price to investment firm Daiwa Capital in order to raise emergency funding for payroll. Uh, This is generally done when they cannot raise funds through other means, such as loans or advance payments due to already being at a deficit. So they're probably already seriously in debt. Um, The cause of this issue appears to be the flubbed launch of online mobile game Disgaea RPG. Uh, It was launched on March 19th. It only survived for about two weeks until it was taken down indefinitely due to technical issues. All progress from the game was wiped, and Nipponichi has not spoken publicly about it since they took it down. Um, They have encouraged their customers to request refunds. Wow. So at least they're doing the right thing. I mean, even if it ends their company, they're like, you know what? You shouldn't have paid for that. Yeah. Um... Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean that's something. It's you know it's not good news for Disgaea fans or yeah. you know Phantom Brave fans uh, or any of the Nipponishi. Any of the stuff they worked on. They worked yeah. on quite a bit. Honestly, they they have. Um, so uh, you know something that we'll keep an eye on. We'll probably see an article uh, or two following up about this as soon as they do do a public uh, statement about it. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about THQ Nordic THQ Nordic's big throbbing wiener. Hell yeah! Because it's Finally. big. It's big. Speaking of nudes that we received, we it was from THQ, uh-huh. and they laid it all out right on a table. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things like you kind of don't want to look, but then you're like, yeah, I guess I'll take a peek. peek. Exactly, take a peek. So mm-hmm. let's take a peek. Uh, they have 80 fucking games in development currently. Not I would that. like to, f- like, 
like, it, shouldn't there be a limit? And I think it should be lower than 80, right? <laughs> Probably like 75. <laughs> Man, I don't know. 80 games in 80. active development across two publishing houses, a major studio. Um, one of them is an unannounced AAA title from 4A Games, who, of course, made uh, Metro. Hmm. Um, during the period, we signed multiple new projects, among them a new development agreement with 4A. Uh, by the end of the quarter, THQ Nordic, Deep Silver, and Coffee Stain had so- 80 games in development, of which 48 titles are unannounced. God damn it. More than half, More than of half. what they're working at. They also is- acquired, uh, this is part of the news that they acquired Piranha Bytes with the rights to sell all of its games, which are LX, Gothic, and the Risen series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, these guys fucking own everything at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know what they have to do to get something else going in the Kingdoms of Amalar. They own oh. it. <laughs> That would that would generate some revenue, I imagine. Uh, I mean, someone has to be interested in that. God damn. Yep. All right. So, um, let's go from someone, you know, a company that's... I Okay, so they're not doing it right. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. They're doing something. I think it's like, let's see how many irons we can get in the fire before the fireplace is literally just full of irons. Right. And then one of them has to do something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, let's switch gears to, uh, you know, someone who made the big mistake, and then it, now it's being redesigned. Uh, Sonic, the movie, um, it's delayed. It's delayed until uh, yes. Valentine's Day 2020. Um, all because they're redesigning the character. Um, this is something that we don't see ever, ever. Um, so they made something, and usually when something's made, they go "fuck you." I, why would you even criticize us? How yeah. dare you criticize us? And they took the criticism and they changed the character completely. Now, this is where I think it's going to be important because yeah. if this movie flops. They're going to be like, it's because we waited so long and we put more money into it. And you know that's what it's going to be. And, like, it's going to be, like, that thing where they're like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't listen to people when it comes to, like, character design. Mm-hmm. We know what's best for... And usually they do. Um, yeah. And in this case, I, it was whatever. I, I didn't think the movie was going to be... I, I mean, come on. You know? Jim Carrey's the same. It's the, of this movie. Yeah, it's the type of thing that's like is it even possible to create a good live action Sonic that people will be happy to see? Well, uh, my first question is is it even possible to create a good live action movie that anybody wants to see? That's an extremely fucking good point. <laughs> Just because the video game movies have all been hot wet trash. Yeah. Uh, You're right about that. <laughs> Wet, hot American summer trash. Yeah. It just... I don't know. I, I think... I, personally, I think it's doomed. I'm going to go see it. I think it's doomed. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, I guess anything could... Anything could happen. There, there's one part that I see that I love. I love when I see Jim Carrey on screen. Mm-hmm. And I love what's happening there. 
And then it cuts to, uh, who's that fucking dude who was Cyclops and in, like, a lot of chick flicks? He's James like, Marston. Yeah. James Marston is Sonic's friend. Um, I see him in the car with Sonic, and it's so fucking cringy. How did they even shoot that scene? They knew what they were doing. It's mm-hmm. so just... Uh, and that that's what's getting me. Yeah. So... You know, looks bad. Be on the lookout. <laughs> Make other plans for Valentine's Day. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of dead, you can go ahead and take the next one. Hey, boy. So, um, we're gonna go ahead and officially. <clears throat> this is like, you know, your. You know, we're sorry to tell you, your 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 great aunt had like a really rough fall, and uh, mm. she hasn't woken up. She's been in a coma for like fucking 30 years and they're taking life support off on june 25th the official deactivation date of the fucking ouya yep i thought that thing died fucking 30 years ago it literally died when i the day it it came out for the first time it was a fucking stillbirth and your fucking mom has kept it on the fucking top shelf of the fridge and she's just now cleaning that shit out Ooh, come on it's disgusting (laughs) like i don't understand what the fuck why is this thing allowed to exist i I literally never heard of anything positive out of this. And I sold this to people. I mean, I tried to sell it to people. I can't say that I ever found an idiot that was willing to buy. Oh, I found a lot. I Worst hundred bucks I ever spent. That were like, oh, this is going to be the greatest. And they walked out of the store. And nope. you know what? They never walked back in the store and asked a question about the video. Did you plant a bomb in it? I didn't. Sure. They walked back in the store. It was a bomb, I mean. Just be real with you. You're not allowed to take your ooyah on the airplane because it's a bomb. And right before it blows up, it goes ooyah, ooyah. So the uh. th- there's other stuff too. The Forge TV, which was a razor device, and the Mad Cat's Mojo, which was a ripoff of an ooyah, um, <laughs> are no longer going to be supported in the future. Um, yeah, everything will still function that you have. They just won't have the stores anymore. So just go get whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> it says, "What happens to my funds?" Question mark. And it should say, "You just lost that shit. You it's bought gone. into some poor ass. You bought it. You technology. lost it. Bye, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I that, don't know. If you invested in a wow. fucking ooyah, you deserve to lose all your money. If you deve- if you invested in an ooyah, please head over to our Twitter, and mm-hmm. we want to hear your story. We'll Send me a picture of. Uh, we'll have you on the show. Yeah, I'll. We'll give you a personal interview, and it's just okay. Go ahead and sit down. Yeah, right there's fine. Yeah, just go ahead and. Sit. Okay, you comfortable? Why the fuck would any dumb shit <laughs> idiot spend money on this stupid ass device? Did you buy the fucking? Uh, Dare I say? Did you buy will... the fucking uh, the uh, the new Atari console too? You dipshit. Dare I Dumbass. say we will fly out to your house? And we'll mm-hmm. sit down with you. Yeah, we'll actually and fly you out. Yeah, we'll, we'll both fly to you because we're in different locations. Uh, you dumb shit. Wow. That, was, that was good stuff. Good stuff. Let's, let's... Are there even physical ouyas? I feel like that was a scam. I feel like that was a fucking tax scam. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know what they did. I, I don't know what they did with that uh, $200 they made off it. Total. In total, yeah. I wonder if they were selling each console for a loss. That would really be the thing that fucks me up. It would be nice to kind of see those numbers. I I wish these companies were as transparent as movies had to be. 
Yeah. That's my number one fix for the game industry. Literally just clone the movie industry. Yeah. Well. I mean, there's faults. Okay. There's problems in there. That's There's fine. problems, but we could work on it together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, so uh, let's scoot right across the floor. We have another death here. Mom. <laughs> Fucking in memoriam. This is a great Memorial Day because we're talking about all of our fallen soldiers here. Yeah. Sonic movie. Nipponichi software. Any remaining respect for Call of Duty. And <laughs> uh, also, Ooh, yeah. uh, GOG is finally uh, delisting. And by, I don't mean finally as in, oh, we've finally gotten here. I mean, like, this is the final move, the final countdown, one might say. Uh, they're delisting the remaining uh, Telltale games on Monday, May 27th, which is the day of recording at 10 a.m. UTC. So it's too late. Go fuck yourself. Um, Over. They're gone. Yeah. So. Thank you. The fact that GOG is doing it, GOG has kind of a weird payment schedule. Mm-hmm. And they have like different laws they have to abide by. They're centered in Poland, so things are just a little different. Um, so we can expect from the other, you know, Steam and, and the other online retailers are probably going to be delisting the remainder of Telltale games soon. We don't have any info on that, but I would say if you've wanted a Telltale game, probably pick it up immediately. Right. Um, so, I, I don't know where else... Like, where can these characters... Some of these characters that might be more original, where, like, can the original team use them? Like, Borderlands? Uh, yeah, Borderlands is going to include... Um, yeah, it's going to... What's the name, Ryan? Reese, yeah. Reese? Yeah. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, but are other things just... Just straight up dead? Like Sam and Max? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, did anybody buy the licensing of Telltale or anything? I don't think we heard about that yet. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't recall. I, we I probably mean, the Walking did. Dead license was taken by... Um, it defaulted back to uh, Skybound, right? Right, right. But other than that, I don't really know. I guess the original license holders get it. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. It's not good. Not great. No. All right. Now let's move on to uh, disabilities and disorders. Finally. This one's all you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, the WHO, we, we mentioned this before, that they were looking at adding a like addictive gaming disorder. Right, right. And they've eventually, I mean, basically they just did it. So... Um, there's a couple different versions, I suppose, but uh, the primarily uh, the main one is uh, gaming disorder, which is described as a pattern of persistent or recurrent digital or video gaming behavior, which may be online or offline, manifested by one, impaired control over gaming. So the person does not have the ability to where it's like, okay, we got to shut it off and go like do something. They can't resist They're like, it. no, I have to. I have to do this. Um, Two, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other interests and activities. Uh, And three, continuation or escalation of gaming despite negative consequence. Um, This pattern is of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. So this is basically like everybody knew a kid that played so much WoW that they like dropped out of college. Yeah. This is that. Yeah. Um, So... You know, it's uh, 
you know, it's what you would expect it to be. People are like freaking out about this and shit, and it's how does this again? I said from last time, like gambling. Um, it doesn't. It's exactly the same. Right? Yeah, it's just you. It, it's it's considered to be an addictive behavior. So right. Um, it's so what, it does I not can't... include people with a bipolar disorder because they become obsessive about. Well, they can, I guess. I don't want to generalize, but sure. um, there is also separately. This has been known before. Um, hazardous gaming which refers to a pattern of gaming online or offline that appreciably increases the risk of harmful physical or mental health consequences. So like not eating or, you know, the it's, I don't know if this is a real story or not, but the like legend of the parent in South Korea that was feeding their online baby so much that their living baby died. You know what I mean? I didn't hear about that. That's, I don't know. It's like a ancient white people gaming proverb. So, uh, you know, it's uh, people are freaking out, and they're like, uh, "Just this yet another gamer oppression. Gaming is not a disease." And it's like, dude, this is for like extreme fucking cases, you know? Yeah, like I'm trying to think of a case. Like we play a lot of video games, but we oh, also I, go out yeah, and do a lot I've of never gotten to a point where like I got in trouble in any aspect of my life because I was playing too much Total War Three Kingdoms. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like maybe when. I don't know. Like when you were a kid and you're like, I just want to finish this part. And they're like, no, we got to fucking go. And you're like, God damn it. Well, that's, you yeah, know? that's, that's, that's uh, just being a kid. That's just right? you being a kid, not being able to prioritize correctly. Or like, right. you know, if you start, like I start a League of Legends game, it's going to take me minimum of 20 minutes. And suddenly something happens that, I, like the doorbell rings and I have to go get it. Like, it's really not that difficult. Like, so this, this is just, this is just general, like addictive behavior, right? Right, right. Nothing crazy here. So, I don't know. I think people are getting worked Yeah, out I mean, I, I feel like this could have nothing. been just... Is it just a subclass of... Yep. It's. I mean, it's. if you look at the uh, the bar on the left here, um, it's under... Mental, uh, it's under specifically mental, behavioral, nerve developmental disorders. It's a category of uh, disorder due to substance use or addictive behavior. There, and under that, that due to addictive behavior, gambling, gaming, other specified disorders... Disorders due to addictive behaviors. So, yeah, um, yeah it's huh. just a subclass of gaming or gambling, basically. I mean, the difference is that you probably won't lose the deed to your house and your firstborn child on fucking Final Fantasy Online, but you never know. Yeah. Makes you feel better if you yeah. lose it. Yeah, the closest I got online, to this was probably in my bachelor's degree in college. Because mm-hmm. it's like... You know, if you're just looking for getting some fucking C's that get degrees, you really don't have to put in a lot of time and effort. Yeah. I, can, I can tell you that directly. So I don't know if it's like, if it got to the point where it was addictive behavior, but I was really on the computer a lot. Mm-hmm. So that was probably my most like tunnel radish that I ever became. But I mean, cl- closer to the end of that, we, we, you know, we started doing some other stuff though. Yeah, we were doing uh, like we were doing tabletop D&D, stuff. D&D like every yeah. weekend. We were doing... That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we were meeting at uh, Finley U. Yeah, yeah, we had that like, kind of like a little once a month game group that was trying to do some stuff. Yeah. So yeah, wasn't that addictive? <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. it's it's uh you know, I just hashtag can't relate. Like, yep. what is online bowling? Just close the computer. LMAO. <laughs> yeah. So sure. I don't know. Yeah, All right. I don't get it, but it's not really a big deal. So, uh, just something quick right before we went, you know, right before we went on the air, um, 
Nintendo announced a Pokemon Direct. Uh, this Pokemon Direct will, uh, of course, be for Sword and Shield, uh, hitting us June 5th. Um, so just before we're getting into this E3 run, they're going to drop a Pokemon Direct. Um, that's going to be at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That'll be 2 uh, in whatever time zone Grimm's in. Um, and GMT? Uh, I, I assume it's GMT. I just didn't want to like assume um, and say the wrong thing. And, well, it's certainly uh, not European time, I can tell you that. Brexit! And it'll be 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, so, yeah, expect uh, Sword and Shield. Um, I and said gun. you can also expect Gun. Um, and we had someone over on Facebook also, uh, yeah, this one was of our friends, say uh, the mobile version uh, Dagger and Buckler. That's extremely um, good. I like that. So a lot. yeah, I want a you know small clap for that. Good job. That's funny. Big clap. Um, so yeah, not much to show. Uh, it looks like you're gonna be able to watch that directly on YouTube, Twitch, or wherever. Yeah, like they said, um, it's about 15 minutes of info. So don't expect the fucking world to end. Right, right, right. It's but, probably just gonna be like here's some gameplay. Here's but yeah. Here's the like the new bug type Pokemon. Here's the new Red Rattata or whatever. That's gonna be it. Yeah, but I, I still think those are pretty important, you know? We'll probably like, see... I, actually, we probably will see the legendaries, because usually they market the game on the legendaries now, right? That's yeah, what they this, did with Diamond and Pearl. Re- this doesn't have a release yet, does it? No, we might get a release date. That could be cool. Or uh, probably Holiday what we'll is. get is, hey, we're going to have another Direct in, you know, October or something. Yeah. Or see more at E3 or something like that is probably how this is going to end. Yeah, yeah we, could, we could probably see the legendaries, because, yeah, Diamond and Pearl... X and Y, black and white, have all been marketed on the back of the legendaries. I mean, even mm-hmm. as far back as uh, Ruby and Sapphire. So, yeah. So and I mean, gold this and silver. Could yeah, be, this, this could be. Probably. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who are like, I like the Switch is cool, and mm-hmm. I like, I you know, it, I see what it's doing, but it, it's not for me. Wrong. And I I <laughs> I agree. I fully agree with you right there. But I think this is the game. This is it. This is the reason. This is the reason. Yeah. I mean, if Mario wasn't the reason, you know, if Odyssey wasn't the reason, if uh, uh, Zelda. Breath of the Wild was yeah. not the reason, um, if preparing for my friend Pedro was not the mm. reason, this hmm. is the reason. This so, the reason. I mean, there's so many other good reasons to get this system, Yeah. but this one's the glaring reason right now of why you need this. Um and and I I think it's gonna be holiday. I think I think it's gonna be. Yeah, December. I think they'll. I think they're gonna either squeeze it out for this holiday or possibly like maybe like February March release next year. But that would yeah. be. I mean, typically they get them out for the holiday. That's what Pokemon does. That's what Nintendo does. So for sure. Um. So yeah, that's something to you can go add that to your calendar, mark it up, um, and we'll be talking about that. Uh, hopefully, be talking about that during that day. I, of course, start work directly at the time that they're starting that, so that's fun. Perfect. Um, so, it won't be immediate, but it'll be there. All right. Um, and the last little bit of news I kind of wanted to talk about was just some of the things that were confirmed for uh, E3 2019. What we're expecting to see. Uh, and we kind of go back and forth with, um, you know, what we want to see and what we're excited about. So, uh, uh, you know, anyone that's... Uh, you know, hanging out in the chat, feel free to chime in with what you really want to see. Um, and I'll even like pop up a video for it. Uh, yeah. So, 
Um, I do have a GameSpot link here. It has a quick little list of things that will be there. Um, you know, knowing that Sony won't be there specifically, that doesn't mean Sony things will not be shown off there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just they're going to be there in a lesser scale. And you can definitely bet that there's going to be the state of play, I think is what they're calling their little um, their little meetings. Uh, kind of like the Nintendo lot, or like directs or whatever. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see something. Death Stranding uh, is already uh, moving. It already had some movement today. Yep. Um, I imagine Last of Us Part Two is about finished. Um, and, of course, Ghost of Tsushima uh, is... Those guys are... I mean, they did something today. They said that they're... Or not today, but recently, saying that they're hard at work at that, but they wanted to look back at um, the anniversary of uh, Infamous. Mm-hmm. Um, because, fuck yeah, Infamous is cool. Um, so some of the games that are, uh, you know, confirmed for this, um, it, it, you know, it looks like we're going to be talking about, they're going to be talking about, um, Anthem and Battlefield. Uh, we expect to see Apex. Um, I'm actually excited for Bee Simulator. Hell yeah. That sounds ridiculous. Uh, It's like, there was a mosquito... Uh, a mosquito game back on the I think it was PlayStation 1 where you were just a mosquito and your job was to go around and uh, harvest as much blood as possible without getting smacked by mm-hmm. the person you're harvesting it from um, so that's pretty cool um, we of course have some of the big dicks up in here Borderlands 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 we know we're seeing both of those for sure mm-hmm. um, we hear uh, Doom Eternal Dying Light 2 uh, Fortnite will of course be there and so will, Mon- so will Monster Hunter World with their Iceborne uh, FIFA 20 um, Paranoia Happiness is mandatory which I have not seen anything about I've heard about it but I'm not sure Scavengers which we have heard about and we've talked about on the show before I think that's yeah. the yeah. Uh, like crash landing on the planet um, what's that like a four player co-op game kind of like Left 4 Dead Mm. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Um, I'm excited to see something about that for sure Um, The Fisherman Fishing Planet Uh, That's pretty self-explanatory I guess Uh, Grim, this one here uh, is what you've been waiting for The Legend of Heroes Trials of Cold Steel 3 So that one is definitely going to be talked about Uh, The Rift Breaker The Sinking City um, Hell yeah. Which I believe comes out shortly after, right? Yep. Should be the end of the month. Hell yeah. Early uh, the July, Walking, maybe. The Walking Dead Onslaught. I'm not exactly sure. Just what go that ahead and is. cancel it ahead of time. <laughs> Did they rename whatever that other shooter was that was coming out of Walking Dead, maybe? Let me see that. I'm going to look up. Um, I don't know. Walking Dead Onslaught. Let's see. Servios? Yeah, it's done by Servios. Um, What's that? Pop something Serbia? Over here. The country? No, so, so, yes. Uh, they, nice. they do some VR stuff. So this is an official VR game. Um, I did a, a test for Servios. I ended up not hmm. panning out. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's not a lot here that they're showing off, but um, they have their... VR, yeah. 
their levels down here, I imagine it'll be pretty much what you expect. Yep. Um, planned release date of fall 2019. Hmm. We'll see what uh, happens with that. But that's cool. I didn't know that was you know I didn't know that was a thing. Um, we also, of course, have Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I expect them to announce announce the rest of their AAA titles that we talked about last week. Um, I expect them to announce at least one or two of them to get that big shock value because Ubisoft said that they're working on four AAA titles. We only know of Breakpoint. I'm expecting Watch Dogs. Yeah, I'm expecting Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Mm. Um, Trine 4, The Nightmare Prince. Um, uh, the, yeah, everybody knows the Trine series because they've been for sale or given away a hundred million times on every system. Yeah. Um, and I think WCR 8 is the World Rallycross, um, which is a racing game. Um, so we know all that's going to be there. Uh, we've heard some things about um, The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it is like, eh, who knows? Um, if they're working on a new Simpsons game, there have been some good Simpsons games in the past. Um, I actually like Simpsons skateboarding back on okay. uh, like PS2, uh, but they also had like Road Rage, Hit and um, Run, Hit and Run, and they had another one that was um, like a big open world uh, where you were just kind of running around as the character. That was a Hit and Run, right? Yeah. That was it. I don't know. I know Hit and Run. You could. It was an open world in a car. But, right. Yeah, I didn't uh, play any of them. I, I played a little bit of Hit and Run, but yeah, not a lot. Not not necessary. Yep. Um, but you know, we'll see who else shows up. We know Microsoft has their show. Um, Stadia has been announced. You know, who who, who knows? Um, is there something specific that you're excited for? Let's go ahead and take Cyberpunk off the table. Uh, yeah, I think they've said no Cyberpunk, right? No, no, no. Cyberpunk will definitely be there, but I well, don't they're going to be there, but no, uh, no uh, gameplay. They've said they're not going to have. It'll be CD Projekt Red playing. It will not be open playables, yeah, like, right? Well, I, I don't know. I didn't hear that. So I, I, I just saw that recently. I can't remember where, but um, I could see that. But man, I was really, really hard dicked about this coming out. Like, yeah. In the next, in the next nine months, <clears throat> that'd be great. That would be so good. I mean, that, it's going to eat up a lot of my time for sure either way. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Everything I, else will die. What would I want to see that I do not already think is going to be there? I'd love to see, uh, obviously, um, Dragon Age, but it's just too early. Sure. Um, they just moved the majority of the Anthem team onto that. Yeah. So. Um, we are going to be seeing. They're, they're um, going into full development maybe next year. I mean, maybe we'll next hear year, something see about it. Anthem. They said 2020 is the next thing we'll hear about Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Right, so maybe mid twenty twenty they'll be at E three, and then uh, March twenty twenty one it'll release. They typically release early in the year, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd, li- I'd really like to hear more about Dragon Age. Um, I-, I don't really see that happening. Uh, yeah, Cyberpunk. I'm looking forward to. I'd like to hear what that other thing that CG Project's working on is. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see them dropping that, but I think that's going to be a random drop. It's not their style to drop something that big at a show. Right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... I, I want to be surprised. I'm, I want to see something new. Like, Yeah, I want to see... I want to be shocked by something. And right. that's what I always say, I think, like, every year. Yeah. I want something to just catch my eye. Like, like when 
when Cyberpunk was announced, we know what Cyberpunk is, but that was a surprise. That was right, right. Very that's what I like. surprising to see, and that's what I love to see. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick something else, uh, I, I really want to see. Um, I really want to see. Uh, like Watch my dong three. Skateboarding games. Uh, Skate five like sh- shown off. Um, like Skater XL Session had their time yeah. in the sun last year. They've already announced that they won't be there this year. They're working mm-hmm. on development. Um, yeah, last year we saw a lot of uh, really good, um, um, kind of like not indie but smaller projects mm-hmm. that are all on my wish list. Like those two Taxi Driver story games. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm really into seeing more of those. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you definitely weren't wrong. Uh, Watch Dogs is something mm. I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of interesting, and we talked about that. You can check out um, episode... Uh, God damn, just ran that guy clean over. Um, Whoops. Check out episode uh, 97 of the Mammoth Gamescast. We can kind of highlight all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, first and foremost for me is definitely, definitely Cyberpunk. For sure. Um, Grim says... Uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne looks cool, uh, but he'll have to he he'll, he'll actually have to recomplete the whole game again to mm. be able to do that. He uh, his system had broke after he'd complete the game, um, and you'd have to play the entirety of the main story over again to be the last monster you have to beat in Monster Hunter World is your fucking console's operating system, the yeah. fucking Android kernel. Um, and he said, "Don't want anything about Cold Steel Three as spoilers." Yeah, he's for playing one through and one and two. So yeah. Um, that's cool. I don't know when Cold Steel Three even comes out uh, because I had never heard of that game before you started talking about it a bunch. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I I, I think ma- mainly, I, yeah, I want to be surprised. I want to yeah. see some cool stuff. I really enjoyed us watching the um, the PC showcase last year. Mm. Um, there was a lot of just oddball stuff that was. Cool. Yeah, the PC like, showcases are always really good because like. PC is such an open market. Yeah, you can get whatever. And you yeah. you do have to weed through a bunch of bullshit to get oh, there. Oh, definitely. But, I mean, there's some good stuff in there. Like, there was that shark game uh, where you play the shark. And I know it's a mobile. there's a mobile version of the game, but they were making, like, a big console version of the game mm-hmm. where you're just, like, eating people on the beach and That's taking down cool. boats. You're yep. basically Jaws, which is yep. pretty rad. Um but I can't wait to, like, obviously we're pretty hyped for Borderlands. We're setting up to play this right after the show ends. Yeah. Um, so you can catch that at uh, right around 2, I imagine. Um, we'll set up a little bit before, I imagine. But, yep. uh, yeah, here's the full E3 schedule that we can uh, that we can check out. <clears throat> Bethesda's kicking off the 9th um, at Eastern Standard Time at 8.30. Nice. Um, oh, wait a minute. Oh yeah, and then Microsoft is actually before that. They're at four p.m. Oh, that's um, yeah, that's, this is laid out really weirdly. This is laid out really odd. I just realized. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Microsoft is at four p.m. Bethesda is eight thirty p.m. Um, on Sunday, June 9th. Monday, June tenth. Um, PC gaming showcase at one p.m. That's going to run probably two or three hours. Um, mm. Ubisoft at four. Um. And then Square Enix at 9. Nintendo will be following up, not in its official capacity, but in its uh, little, some sort of direct, uh, on the 11th, always the last one to kind of cap off the entire show. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna get some cool stuff in there, and who knows where you know what's gonna really end up uh, uh, coming out and surprising us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much all we've got. If you guys have, um, you guys have any uh, thing that you think we missed, head over to Twitter. Uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. Let us know. We'll drop it in there. Let, you know, just talk with us. Let's see what you're excited for. I'm excited to. Uh, uh, I'm always stoked to talk about that kind of stuff as well. Follow yeah. us on Facebook, which is another great place to chat with us on the daily at uh, Facebook.com/backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Um, get a look at all of the news here first that we'll be talking about in the podcast um, and cast your opinion. You know, we use that stuff in the show sometimes even. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for hanging out. Next week we got uh, episode ninety nine, which is uh, you know Getting it's there. big. So uh, you know we have some cool changes coming up. So just stay tuned. Uh, but again, thanks for hanging out. Uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Night Swarm, and I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.